So today I really don't have any planned stuff today, so whatever just pops into my head at the moment, I will probably just bullshit about. Uh, so prepare your buttholes for this, because it's completely off the cuff and unprepared, really. Uh, this is the problem with having a uh, pre-prepped uh, daily show where you're expected to have some sort of uh, episode at least uh, twice a week. So, uh, here you go. Uh, the one thing I will, I do have pre-planned is the fact that I'm going to be doing another show today. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, prepare yourself because we're going to delve deep in the most purest uncut version of Machiavelli's Mind. So, in case any of you haven't seen the commercial for uh, Rampage, the movie, I was a huge fan of the game back in the day. Uh, I believe it came out in the 90s for, like, Sega Genesis and such, but I, it might have been in the uh, arcade genre, like the arcade games back in the day where you could actually go somewhere and play uh, fucking consoles that were set up for multiple people to play through a game like, uh, not, oh, Jesus, House of the Dead. Uh, you had the old skee-ball machines and stuff like that. So Rampage the game was a very fun game, and it had a base concept of that you were a giant monster of some kind, based off originally, which was a human that got genetically altered to turn into a giant version of some sort of creature. One was Liz the Lizard, George the Ape, and Ralph the Wolf, and there was uh, more extended ones. If you could beat the game in a certain amount of time, you use certain cheat codes or whatever, you could play as other characters. Like there was a shark, I believe. At one point, there was an alien with tentacles that would turn this little squid thing that, when it died, uh, essentially you would go through and you destroy all the towns, eat people, destroy buildings, and trying to get the highest score. For, uh, and competitive with your friends and the whole uh, idea was to just rampage as much as you can throughout the entire country of any whichever country that they put you in some uh, levels were like New York some levels were like Hong Kong Beijing uh, Russia Moscow etc et but the movie seems to go off a kind of premise of, you know, generic fucking evil corporation does experimentation on animals and they turn super size and like, you know, kaijus like Godzilla, King Kong, etc, etc. So it has the rock in it as a trainer for a gorilla, an albino gorilla called George, which is a pretty cool starting premise, but my favorite thing about the entire movie has to be that I think the evil uh, corporate guy 
is the guy who plays Negan. I think his name's James Dean or Dean, something like that. That's probably horribly wrong, but anyway, he you could just feel the Neganism come just flowing right off his performance. Like even in just the commercial, you could just it just feels like The Rock versus Negan, and that is just I would watch that movie 110 times. That could be an entire fucking 12 box set series of The Rock versus Negan, and I would watch that shit every single time. That guy plays the perfect, sarcastic, badass, asshole character. I hope he gets a thousand and one roles in the upcoming future. But yeah, Rampage the movie looks great, and I'm intrigued to check it out. So that's my opinion, my first thought of the day. Rampage the fucking movie. Awesome. So let's uh, – uh, this is a weird one that piqued my intrigue and interest. Uh, what's up with leggings? Uh, they are the most unique attire that I've ever seen. It's basically like spandex that you just casually just flop on your big fat ass and wear out in public. While everybody stares at how basically you just have a slim cloth clinging to your gigantic, overweight, gargantuan ass cheeks, watching them bob up and down, which on, you know, certain people, it looks great. You just love to watch that booty bounce. But like on some people, you just see the cellulite clinging out of the pants by a small fabric that's splits them between you separates that split separates you your eyes and your vision from their bare naked obese fucking riddled cheeks now let me put this out there now if i as a gentleman would have wear something as tight as that like how uh some guys a few years ago, used to wear skinny jeans, something that was so tight that it, you could just see every fiber of their bulge, which in turn was absolutely disgusting to have to deal with, especially if it was a disgusting person with a beer gut that flopped over them skinny pants. If I were to wear leggings, you would see every outline, every cut of my junk and trunk. And you'd be offended want me to change my fucking attire. Now, I understand that there's a double standard in, in humanity and public where if a woman wore basically a Daisy Dukes and uh, had a cut-off shirt to where her titties were almost popping out anytime she bent over or coughed the wrong way, it'd be cool. But if a guy wore something similar to that and is not hung out, he'd be uh, – sent to jail immediately for indecent exposure. But Titty popped out, that's fine. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm not against that. But I think everybody should just have the freedom to do it within reason. If you're over 400 fucking pounds, you don't need to be wearing fucking tube tops and Daisy Dukes where your vulva's hanging out the bottom of it and fucking with rotten pussy lips. 
you don't need to be showing off your physique or figure if you've got a beer gut bigger than your entire rest of your body. If your stomach is distended past your fucking shins, just, you know, cover that shit up a little bit. Make an attempt. And I'm not fat shaming. I'm just saying that if you are fat, you don't want to go out and fucking publicly show your shit. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you're fat. That's fine. Whatever. But, you know, you don't want to watch – here's another one. Old people. You wouldn't want to see a saggy old person with their fucking veins and sags and all that shit just hanging out at random, right? So – why would it be okay for somebody's obese uh, fucking parts to be hanging out? And you know what? It's not even about weight or class or size. Like, have some decency for your own form. Yeah, you look cute in the outfit. Yeah, you look sexy. You look hot. But you know what? Dial it back. You're not going to a supermarket to try and get fucked. And if you are, you're very deprived and you need Jesus. But uh, just dial it fucking back. Not every location, every spot, everything needs to be about sexual uh, depravity and the like need and desire to fucking just fuck. And yes, I know ladies will say it's not for the guys. It's not out to go trolling. It's not to get, you know, guys' attention. It's just because I want to look cute. Well, can't you put like fucking Hello Kitty pajamas on or like – A tank top with fucking My Little Ponies or some shit. You want to be cute? That's fine. Be festive. Wear a fucking cute t-shirt with some fucking cutesy goddamn stuffed animals on it and playing in a fucking rainbow pond or some shit. Don't – you don't – what you want to be is sexy. You want to look sexy. You want to look like fuckable. Like you want to be the eye candy of the room like it's not a matter of i'm doing it just for me you're doing it to her attention and the same thing goes with guys you're not going out stuffing your fucking pants crotch with a fucking sock just to go out and walk around and have fun and just to look good you're going out to try to impress somebody who ain't gonna be fucking impressed because your personality sucks dick and while we're on the topic of attire and looking good, having those fucking, uh, fucking cut low, fucking stop giving your fucking 13, 14, 9 year olds fucking Daisy Duke cutoffs where their cheeks are almost hanging out. They're fucking underage. They're barely out of fucking, uh, what, fucking middle school. Not even in middle school, half of them. And they look like $6 fucking hookers. Stop. Dress your kids in ridiculous attire. They're, you want them to have a bright future. Don't dress them up like Paris Hilton after she just got done with a porno. For fuck's sake. Have some common decency as a parent and fucking watch. Make sure your kids ain't fucking looking like hookers on the street. <sighs> it's sad that the worst part about this is that like people will interrogate this as like – fucking conservative or liberal or whatever bullshit it's just simple fucking human decency it's not even a political stance it's your your tits and ass should be covered unless you're in a bedroom with someone you want to fuck then in which case have at it be naked fucking ride the dick ride the waves ride the vagina ride whatever you want to fucking ride but fucking have the common decency to fucking just 
being a decent human being when you're in public. Like, uh, and if if you see the whole point of wearing cutoffs that low, like, okay, a tank top, normal, like that's for summer weather. But a tank top where the V-neck goes all the way down past your fucking titties in between your tits and your fucking the top of the shirt, tube tops, motherfucking tube tops when you have fucking D-sized tits. Guess what? That's not just because it's hot out. That's a fucking representation of you wanting to show off your goods. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, I know there's going to be a lot of unpopular opinion about that, but you can keep it to your fucking self no matter who's listening. I don't care. Just If you have a negative opinion about it, just tuck it under your fucking hat, shove it up your ass no matter who's listening to this right now because I don't want to fucking hear it. But going on forward, I've been listening to a lot of George Carlin lately, a lot, and uh, he is one of the most brilliant, influential fucking people for his time, stuck in a time where he did not belong. He should have been around today in his 20s with the same popularity he had at, at the end of his career, at the beginning of his career. I feel like if he was around today, he would have a whole hell of a lot to say, and I would have loved to see a 20-year-old George Carlin and a 20-year-old fucking Louis Black on a sitcom together where they just bullshit about everything going on today and rant and rave and bitch and moan about it. I think that would be fucking fantastic. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit George Carlin said that stuck me and was like, man, this guy, even back then, knew the problems of humanity and the future and where everything was going to go way before any of us did. We all thought he was the crazy guy. Like He talked a lot about uh, how he loved entertainment, and his form of entertainment was like anarchy and chaos, where like if he likes to watch the news and uh, watch to see uh, fucking terrorists blow up a place or or a school shooting and stuff. That nowadays you can't talk about that. Why? Because the shit's happening everywhere. He got his wish only like what ten years late, but uh, or maybe it was fifteen years. Jesus, time this fly. But uh, yes, yeah, shit is awful nowadays, and I could just imagine George Carlin smirking and laughing. Well, he jerks off on his fucking couch being like, man, I told you, these people are fucking nuts. War crazed, war hungry psychos who loves violence. And we do. Humanity does love violence. But just if you don't believe me, go watch some George Carlin back when he was doing his stand-up uh, specials and shit. He was completely right about 90% of society and humanity. But I think he was a little bit wrong about us not being able to damage the planet, and I think we are damaging the planet pretty good. But I, this, I'm not going to go into the whole hippie talk because nobody's going to listen to that anyway, and they're going to skip the segment. So, uh, George Carlin, I fucking miss him like really bad. But he was getting to a weird place in his old age, like. To the point where he it stopped being funny and it started being like, oh, George, what happened to you, buddy? You look like shit. 
Man, you talk like shit too. Man, you're fucking dying. And yeah, his last stand-up special was kind of depressing. I mean, that was George at the end of his life kind of thing where you were like, man, George, retire. <laughs> but yeah, George Carlin was a great inspiration for a lot of comedians and stand-up acts. And me and my buddy Chris used to listen to him all the fucking time because we were crazy and we had a lot of the same visions he did. So if you ever get a chance, go watch some of his good stand-up specials when he still had uh, brown in his hair not so much white on his beard or hell even get him right before he was completely hunched over like in the midst of starting to arc forward he was really great comedian and the world is a horrible place without him it's a horrible place regardless but yeah you know while we're on the subject of comedians whatever happened to uh carlos mencia now I heard rumors that he was actually like a white guy from fucking uh, Norway or something. And uh, there was a lot of controversy about him, how he stole all these jokes and shit. And uh, even a point where George Lopez jacked him up and was going to beat his ass because he stole some of his jokes and materials too. And here's the thing about uh, joke stealing. Sometimes it's just common stuff common information like uh plain ordinary jokes that anybody could think of like they like the one guy uh wanted to piss and moan about who would build the wall if all the mexicans were on the other side and that joke was made by richard Pryor. that joke was made by like at least 10 other fucking comedians but that guy labeled it as his like that was his joke Motherfucker, like common jokes like that are all around and shit. But uh, George Car, uh, not George Carlin. Fucking wow, I'm still thinking about George Carlin, man. I miss him. But Carlos Mencia was a thief, a choke thief, and that's something I've noticed about a lot of these uh, high-end profile comedians. When they hit their peak, they got to start. Uh, getting jokes from other locations hell some of them even do writers at some point like that uh what the hell was this one the name with the super finger he had a huge popularity and then he ended up dying out too damn can't think of his name he did a really shitty movie where he was a fat kid and he grew up to be this like stud and a like a manager for some dumb blonde anyway listen the point i'm getting at is comedy is a a very hard art form and very difficult to get through and somebody from another state might have the same fucking joke as you it doesn't necessarily mean that they stole it from you hell some comedians might not even know other comedians exist but yeah it's the same thing with wrestling if you if you're in wrestling and you see another wrestling move that you think is cool, you're gonna fucking steal it, especially if it's or an idea from another state. I mean, how do you think the NWO existed? But listen, I'll go into more of that shit on another time frame. But uh, yeah, comedians have it rough, man. Like 
you want to talk about starting out as a comedian, that shit is awful. If you don't have the jokes and the chops and shit right away, you're going to spend most of your time doing bullshit work like working at Docs or working at Wendy's while you're coming up with all these fucking segments and jokes that you're going to be telling in coffee houses and country clubs and all that shit and trying to build up your fucking audience so that people notice you and share you on Facebook and YouTube and all that shit. Like now it's a little bit easier because you have instant access to other outlets and you could just start fucking rambling and shit. But kind of like this. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, comedy is a hard art form to get through. And any of those who make it big don't last on top for long. Like, look at um, George, not George Lopez, damn it, Carlos Mencia. Look at uh, the fat guy. What the hell was his name? Gabriel Iglesias. Look at uh, all of them. They get a few specials on networks. People get hype about them. Then they go away for a little bit to try and recover. Then people lose interest and they move on to the next big thing. And that's the thing. Like, if you're on top, you gotta fucking push your way up top. You need to find have jokes on repertoire. You gotta have fucking shit ready to go. Because if you lose anybody's interest, if you lose any anything, any fucking money at all, like any time, time is money. And if you lose any time on the big screen or any time on the main stage, or you fuck up and say some racist bullshit. You're done. You're not coming back. And it might be another 10, 15 years till you're relevant again. And that's the worst part about being a comedian is that once you're gone, you're gone. And you're just a memory. Even if you're not dead. And that's the worst part. Have you heard from Jim Carrey lately? Except that outburst where he was a psycho on the screen? No. Go, go think of some old comedians that you know are still alive and wonder what fucking happened to them. Even George Lopez, where the fuck did he go? He used to be have that his own TV show. He used to have stand-up specials all the time. What the fuck? Where is George Car- uh, George Lopez? I know where George Carlin is. He's dead. If he, but if he was alive, he'd still be up on the main stage fucking talking shit about Trump and all the shit that's going on with terrorism and shit. Like, he'd be keeping us entertained, but... Man, a lot of good comedians are gone because they bowed out. They got their money and they bowed the fuck out. But yeah, just just think about that shit for a minute or two. Yeah. You know, I often think about some shit that's gone by and some things that passed. It's just crazy watching some some of the news today like i mean i i hate the news like i'll be honest with you most of the time straight up when the news is on i'll either leave the room if everybody's watching it or i will turn the fucking channel or even just turn the tv off change the fucking station go off that website because let's be honest there's nothing an individual can do hell there's groups out there protesting and fighting half this shit that's going on that have no leeway and no change. An individual cannot change the future. 
despite what they say, like one person standing up could change something. Let's be honest. Protesting does basically nothing but annoy the people and make them have to change slight little tidbits and then half your protest group would go away. Like the gun control laws, like I I don't want to go into that because I don't believe we should get rid of guns, but I think we should uh, do better background tests on psychological people in the household, not just the person buying the guns. But that's just my opinion. I don't want to go into a whole philosophical debate about gun control. Wow. I, like I said, I'm fucking tired. I didn't say that at all, but I'm fucking tired, and I'm trying to stay up to do another thing later. I'll just explain it later. But here's the thing about gun control. I, I think everybody should own a firearm who has common sense and main brain power. Do you understand what I mean? Like, if you have rational thought and uh, can communicate normally without having schizophrenic thoughts or, or violent tendencies, then you should own a gun. Hell, even those people who have violent tendencies but are calm and rational and aren't critically insane might want to have something. But uh, everybody should have something to defend themselves. Uh, the banning of semi-automatics and automatics will not help in this case because, yet again, the criminals will get it no matter what. And why do people, normal people, need to have that when they have the military? And if they're worried about the military taking over, they're not going to be able to fight the military because they got bombs. Listen, this isn't Iraq. This isn't Iran. It isn't Russia. It isn't fucking North Korea. We're not going to bomb our own fucking people. If there is a civil war, it will be fought with guns. If somehow missiles do happen, it will be very cataclysmic. and It probably will end it quick, but there will be a lot of death, and the other countries will be like, what the fuck, America? Hell, we might even get support Like if one half of the country wanted to fight the other half. Case in point, uh, uh, the quote-unquote reasonable half where they want Trump impeached, uh, revolutionized, and tried to take down Trump. I'm pretty sure some other countries would support us, but I digress. I think everybody should be allowed to have whatever gun they have, they want as long as they can pass psychological and hereditary backgrounds. Case in point, you wouldn't want somebody who has uh, Alzheimer's or uh, schizophrenia or any of those past conditions in the family line to own a gun. As well, if we are going to do uh, this thing where, you know, if you get your ticket, your uh, license to smoke pot, marijuana, that you should get your gun permit away. If they are going to legitimately do that shit, then there you go. There's the equalizer for that. But, uh, Anybody who's been at an AA meeting should have uh, their guns locked away, or they should have to trade them away. Like, if you are horribly addicted to any opiates or alcohol or drugs, you should have your guns uh, transferred to another family member wherein they can monitor your 
control of the weapons and firearms also have protection against you should you go out of control with your alcohol or opiates. But yet again, that's what it comes down to regulation of who gets it, not nobody gets it. But then again, all of the hippy dippies will be like, well, why do you need a fucking semi-automatic for uh, deer hunting? It's not necessarily for deer hunting. It's for protection in case shit like not necessarily the purge, but like some psychopath group might start doing shit or maybe terrorists uh, are nearby and they need a place to stay to uh, have their uh, coven or whatever the fuck the group's called. But like I said, people rationalize it by get rid of automatics, get rid of semi-automatics, and the world will be a better place. That's not how it works. That's never how it will work. If you look at every single mass shooting – in recent years, it's down to either A, terrorism, or B, some psycho who has mental disorders and problems in their head. It's not video games, it's not TV, it's not music, and it's not the guns. It's the person with mental problems because they have been emotionally broken by society or help. Maybe they were born that way. But regardless, gun control laws are not going to work unless we get to the people who are getting the guns first. People need to be helped with mental disorders. And there's honestly no real help most of the time. Most of the time they just need to be put away for the safety of the community as a whole. If a dog is born with a disorder where they are problematic or have a physical handicap or disability or or mentally challenged, like they don't have brain, the right brain cells, the mother will put them down. They will kill them. But we are so pussified as a country that we don't want to do that. We want to try to help rehabilitate them and make them a quote-unquote normal person. That's fine. I'm not against helping the uh, mentally enamored people fix themselves and get them back in the right track in society. But the problem is that there's still going to be voices in people's heads. They're still going to be acting out occasionally, and they're still going to have a lot of problems, which is fine. As long as they're monitored by their family members and loved ones, they will be taken care of and they will be controlled. But they should not own a firearm. Hell, they shouldn't even order a sword or a knife. But that's my opinion on gun policy, and I didn't want to go there. I don't like talking politics, but... Everybody wants to talk about these shootings and saying one side or the other. I'm not any of these Republicans or Democrats or any of that shit. I'm not. But sometimes you need protection in the form of a gun, and sometimes handguns aren't enough. That's all I'm going to say. But disagree with me if you want, but don't talk to me directly about this. You have a fucking problem with my opinion. Fucking send, shoot me a message on Machiavelli's mind. I learned that. Don't interact with me with this shit outside of this podcast. But yeah, sorry to ruin the comedy with some serious subjects. But that's my thought process on it. Fuck it if you don't like it. On a lighter note, um. When are we just going to get some good porn? Like, 
all of these like can we get some like decent actresses and actors with big dicks and tight pussies like can we just get somebody who can emote better have better dialogue and can we stop getting all these corny one-liners in like yeah i'm gonna do you hard oh boy please plumb my butthole harder or some shit like get some proper dialogue and, and interaction have it like if you're gonna produce something cinematically, do it right. And I'm tired of these fucking porn videos where you sit down and you have the girl sit there and you fucking degradate her and talk to her like she's a fucking mental case. Like, oh yeah, you like big cocks, right? You like you used to suck dick in college, blah blah blah. I don't want an interview of a fucking whore. I just want her sucking dick in like a decent fucking actressy way like hell you don't even need to push the button or push the boundaries like i was watching this one where this girl was on the phone talking to her friend and this other porno the porn guy came in to fuck her and he was pretending he was sleepwalking and she was pretending that uh he was they were uh step brother and sister and shit and like her conversating on the phone the entire time while she, he's getting in position getting ready to fuck her it's like, are you are you kidding me? Like, realistically, first of all, if you weren't into it as a siblings, even step, you would be screaming rape, get off, wake up, what the fuck are you doing? You wouldn't be like considering his, um, yeah, he's sleepwalking, I'm afraid to wake him up because it might hurt him or kill him. Motherfucker, that dude is penetrating your pussy hard. Fucking smack his ass and fucking stab him with the phone cord if you have to. Why is porn gotta be so unrealistic? Yeah, it's a sexual fantasy. I get it, but can we get the dialogue to be better? Can we get it to be more interesting, more intriguing? <sighs> like, come on. Pizza delivery. Like, oh, I lie, forgot the money. Can I pay another way? Well, yeah, we could fuck. Like, can we just have, like, normal dialogue suggestions, not this fake flirting shit? Or hell, why even need to have a scene at all? Just have two people coming back from a party, horny as hell, going into the fucking room and just banging like a real-life fucking situation. Sometimes porn should have real-life circumstances and situations where it's like you're fucking and then you do do your duty, you know? You, you fucking come and all that shit. And that's it. That's all you need. You don't need these storylines where she's a nurse and you're a fucking patient with a broken arm or some shit. You just need realism. And if you're going to do that shit, stop with the corny puns. Like, you don't need – when they're a doctor, you don't need to be doc doing doctor fucking puns. When they're a fucking librarian, you don't need to be making book puns or being quiet in library puns. Or if they're a cop, you don't need to be doing cop puns, you know? Yeah, if you want to do the whole handcuff them and fuck them with the fucking uh, nightstick, that's one thing. But, like, you have the right to remain silent and sexy. Shit like that, that's what takes me out of it. It's like, oh, my God. I like to just see uh, porn where they're just making out, like, casual, nice, happy, uh, passionate sex where they're getting into it. They're macking and they're fucking and they're having a good time. None of this fucking corny dialogue shit. God, please shut the fuck up if you have some nasally voice 
and you're like, oh, my pussy, oh, fuck my pussy, like, or the guy going like, yeah, you like that dick, don't you? You like it when I fuck you, don't you? Like, no, no dialogue. Just be like, uh, if you have to say anything, be like, yeah, baby, yeah, or something like that. You don't need fucking being like, oh, yeah, I'm the alpha, you love my cock, right, bitch? Don't degradate, just, <sighs> damn it, damn it. I mean, it's okay if you say, uh, call them a slut or whatever, if, if that's that kind of porno where it's, you know. But listen, let's be honest, porn's gone. This has been awful since the fucking 40s or whatever, whenever fucking movies came out, visual novels have come out. This <sighs> is an awful subject. I should delete this, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, porn. It's just so impersonal, so punny, so ridiculous that it just gets to the point where it's like, oh my god, am I watching something from the fucking 90s or 80s? Damn. So I was at a local store, and I was looking at some of the vitamins and shit. And uh, one vitamin caught me off guard because it's made from a certain uh, uh, fungi infection called cordyceps. Now, in case you don't know what cordyceps are, cordyceps are um, the parasite that gets into certain bugs and starts growing out of their skulls. Now, what it makes the bugs do is a case of it, like an ant. It'll make it go up into a tree or a leaf above the colony. And then it will make the ant stay there, and it will sprout out of its head, infecting its entire body with the fungus. And then it will spray its spores down directly onto the ant colony, infecting the entire colony. And uh, the major problem with these spores is that they're sweet to the insects, so they'll eat them, not knowing the side effects of the infection. They'll eat the thing, it'll infect them, they'll go to a colony and spore the colony. Then they will get on the other colony members and infiltrate their immune system and infect them too, thus wiping out the entire colony. Now this has reached almost every kind of insect, grasshopper, fucking ants, etc, etc. And there was a game made about this kind of concept called The Last of Us. Which is a zombie survival game, but the zombies aren't normal zombies. They're all resurrected from the dead due to spell and incantation, any biological warfare, or mutation, or anything like that. They're spored by the same kind of fungus that escalated to the point where it went from the species of ants and insects to humans. And the fungal infection started to infect people and turn them into living, walking infection machines of corpse zombie-like structures because it attacks the uh, uh, brain and attaches to it and uh, sends signals from the spores into the brain that controls your action of your body. Case in point, of the same with the ants. It's like a zombie plant, a fungus, a zombie fungus that infects your entire brain cells. Now, you could look this up. Cordyceps, look this up, and one of your first results will be the pills, and one of your second results will be the images of the shit growing out of an ant's skull, like a beanstalk, and it is terrifying. It's a terrifying thought, 
because it's evolving. It's evolving and growing through all of the insect kingdom. I think it even hits spiders. There's going to be a point where if it hits mammals, we might have a Last of Us situation. Now, here's the, the joke, the punchline. If these are the same <clears throat> materials, the same infection, the same fungus that has done this to the insect kingdom, and we put it into a pill form? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, has anybody played Last of Us? It was a major game. They even had a remake to it within fucking five years of it being put out. And we made pills of cordyceps? Are you mentally fucking challenged to the point where you don't care if humanity is completely turned into a pile of ash? I mean, yeah, we're doing a pretty good fucking job already, but the fact that we're using cordyceps as a vitamin? Are you fucking retarded? Pardon my friends. I'm so sorry. That's so rude. Cordyceps, though. Cordyceps. Are you out of your fucking mind? That is... I'll tell you. Folks, there's two things that scare me out of my wits. Three. Four. Four things that scare me out of my wits. One, going to hell and spending all of eternity suffering forever. For all of my sins. Two. Ghosts. A haunting. A possession. Where I am no longer in control. And things are awful. It defers right back to hell. Where a demon would possess my body. And make me do horrible things to my friends and families. And loved ones. And then put me through extreme painful uh, transitions. Kind of like the exorcist. Where my head would spin around. My fucking back would crack. And I'd be walking on all fours like a goddamn spider monster. Uh, also look at the possession of Emily Rose with Jeffrey Dean, uh, the guy who played Negan. Yeah, that was a good fucking movie with the Baba Box or whatever the fuck it's called. But four, three, number three, alien invasion, a being of technologically advanced race from another planet that's so far advanced and, and smarter than us that they will fuck us up and completely take us over and use us as some sort of material to feed on or use as test subjects or something. And four, which isn't really a major fear because I know it'll be put down in a week if it was a normal zombie infection, but this zombie infection, a zombie apocalypse with the fucking cordyceps because there is no dealing with fungi. You could burn it. You could destroy it. In some regards, but there will always be a survivor among the the fungus that will leach onto a wall, a damp cave wall, and grow again and infect something else and continue the trend of that fucking mushroom, disgusting uh, fungus constantly attacking the human body or any species. Like cordyceps are one of the most scary fucking things out there. And you could look it up. That shit's real as fuck. Of course, it's only primarily an insect, but how long until the strain evolves? It's evolving through all of the insects, and the same thing goes with fucking parasites. That shit's gross as fuck. Fuck parasitic fucking worms. That shit where they fuck gets in your intestine, it starts growing and fucking expanding, and then there's like a million fucking giant fucking worms eating through your fucking body until they get to your brain and you die and everybody's like how do you die and they fucking burst out of your chest you're like oh my god disgusting 
hate parasites, and I hate uh, infectious uh, funguses. Those two really just fucked me up mentally. And to those who like the idea and thoughts and watching fucking documentaries of people with parasites in them, and they're like, this is gross. Why the fuck do you watch it? I don't get you people. If I even see uh, anything about a parasite or, or, or something growing in somebody, I'm out. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. And people watch this for fun, for entertainment. People watch people fucking pimp, pop pimples on the fucking internet. Are you fucking crazy? Like, what is wrong with people? You call me crazy. I'm the madman. And you watch that fucking shit for fun. People like to participate. If they see a zit on your face, they'll go, hey, let me pop it. No, get the fuck away from me, you psycho. Get away. But look up cordyceps. That shit is terrifying, horrifying, and shit is real. How many more years, how many more generations of the fungus till it starts hitting mammals or our cousins, you know? Fuck that shit, man. <sighs> So let's hear some fucking good news to wrap this shit up because fuck that shit. Ugh. Well, at least you got your – know your Machiavelli for the week, for the day. You got my four biggest fear. well, four of my biggest fears. But uh, yeah, let's move into some important news. So later today, the powers that be have called upon me to uh, be prepared because today, me, Bill Thigpen, and the white chocolate Travis himself are going to perform the first episode of the Pal Driver podcast. Now, for you those who don't understand how important this is to me, this is the wrestling show that Bill used to do on a weekly basis that didn't do well because of technicalities and uh uh failed uh people not being involved that were supposed to be involved and didn't want to do it and then he lost interest in it and it was upsetting but he did a great job on his own and he did a great try on the on the whole podcast front it's my his first podcast that i know of that he attempted to do and to be honest i was if not the only one, one of his most avid and loyal fucking listeners. I listened to it every time he did an episode. I said, did you do one today? He'd be like, yeah, I did one today. I was like, yeah, cool. Fuck yeah. So uh, the reason why this is so important, because yet again, I was one of his, if not only listeners, and I thought it was a great concept and a great idea for some advent fucking wrestling fans like me and himself. And the fact that Travis is going to be involved because he is a huge wrestling nut himself. He knows the indies. He knows the outies. And he knows all the shit in between, baby. And it's going to be a fucking great wrestling podcast. Uh, I'm really hoping that this works out. Because like I said, I'm a huge wrestling nut from back in the day. And I love this shit. And I'd love to get involved in something like this. And talk about some of our classic favorites and... And maybe what we think of today's and hell, I even I watch fucking uh, behind the scenes wrestling podcast talks where like they bullshit with people like Jim Cornette, 
fucking Kevin Nash and shit, and I'll reference that shit too. <clears throat> I haven't been in to the wrestling scene. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, recently, like not the major ones like WWE and TNA and stuff, but that's where Travis and uh, Bill will exceed it. But I will talk about the legendary, amazing programming that Hazleton has provided in PPW. <coughs> Excuse me again. And I will share my feelings and opinions on some of the old school wrestling and how much I loved it and reasons why I loved it compared to what it is today. So, guys, please, if you are wrestling fans, or hell, even if you just like me, if you're my friend, if you care at all about me, check out the Pal Driver podcast. He's bringing it back. He's bringing us on board. And this time, it's going to be bigger and more Pal Drivey than ever before. So please check out the Pal Driver podcast coming soon, possibly today, hopefully today, in case, unless anything happens. Pal Driver podcast tonight, folks. Check it out. Yes, please do. So that's it. Uh, you got some of my views on some horrible politicking bullshit like the gun control. You know my love for George Carlin. He's fantastic. You know my controversial opinion on some leggings and Daisy Dukes and shit like that. And, you know, personal opinions on how you should not dress your kids like a $5 prostitute. Uh, that's right. It went down a dollar, folks. Uh, the new Rampage movie. Is it going to be Rock versus Negan? I sure as hell hope so. Uh, how porn's way too fucking corny, even from back in the day. How, but listen, I'm not going to go over everything that I talked about. But guys, I think we all learned something about me. And unfortunately, sometimes I should keep my mouth shut because when you reveal too much about yourself, then everybody knows who you are and everybody could fucking grade you appropriately. And I know some opinions are not popular. But if you really want to know my personal opinions on certain aspects of things, I will talk about it. I'm not comfortable about talking about it because I believe in a thing called respect for the individual. I'm not going to go to somebody who believes in something like an atheist and tell them you're wrong. There is a God and all that stuff because that's their own personal opinion. That's their own personal beliefs and that's their desired effect. Now, should there be a, an actual afterlife and they go to hell and suffer from eternity, that's on them. But if there isn't, yet again, what does it matter? But anyway, listen, guys, I don't want to go into this. Let's wrap up the fucking show. So check out Pile Driver Podcast tonight and hopefully check out more Twiggy rap entertainment stuff. I'm trying my damnedest to get that name right, guys. I really am. Uh, is that, Did I get it right? Twiggy Rap. Yes, Twiggy Rap Entertainment. Yes. My fucking – I'm under the goddamn brand, and I'm still struggling to get it right. Jesus Christ. But listen, check out more Twiggy Rap Entertainment stuff, and we'll bring you some more entertainment later in the week. And we're constantly evolving and updating and upgrading – and uh, make sure you check out Bill Thigpen and the Raptor. It's really important that you do. 
They got some big shit going on. They have big plans in the future, and they got some big shit happening on their show. So make sure you stay tuned and check in with them. And that's it for me, guys. Thank you very much. So let's uh, wind it down with we had a lot of fun today. We uh, talked about some interesting topics. And uh, I want you guys to think about this. I want you guys to look forward to your families. Look forward to your friends and your lovers. Take them all and love them. Cherish them. And take care of each other, always. Look forward to the future and hope things get better. Don't look at your past mistakes. Don't fear the future. Embrace it. Because not every day is a right. It's a gift. And one day, that gift will be taken away. And will be stored away on the shelf. of Holy majesty. So, just care about each other take care of each other and end the hate in the disgusting wars between each other because there's only one planet despite there being millions in the galaxy there's only one planet for us so we need to team up take care of it and take care of each other and that's not hippie talk that's just reality because at the end of the day all we have is each other. So just wake up, smell the roses, and feel each other's love. That's it for me. That has been Machiavelli's Mind. So do me a favor and give me a hug. A little bit closer. Yeah, that's it. All right. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>